Hello and welcome to the Weekly Freestyle Season 3, Episode 9. Hello everyone and welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of the Weekly Freestyle. Um, with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host, Alex Sutton. And we've got a special guest on today for one of the last episodes of Season 3. Uh, we've got my training partner, uh, golf partner, current flatmate out here in Australia, uh, Jimmy Guy. Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us on the pod. No problem myself, thank you for having me. Um, and a little bit of background, so obviously Jim and I have been training together for almost four years now, isn't it? 2019. Yeah, four years now. We moved over to Dave Scott's about 2019, yeah. we've been to a few um, big competitions together. We both won the 4x2 together out in Tokyo, won the gold out there. Um, but Jimmy's obviously world champion in his own right, Olympic medalist from before Tokyo, from Rio, um, uh, a few years, five years older than me, I think. So yeah, five yeah, years. About like that one Olympic cycle yeah. in, in, in front, I'd say. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we're training together out here uh, in the Gold Coast, but one week left. And I think we're just going to go through a few kind of pretty chill questions and get some stories and stuff like that. Got some stories. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so... Normally, we just start about chatting about bar and you live there now with Courtney, your girlfriend. Of yeah. course, you've got yourself a house there, but it's just like, what do you love about the city? What do you love about the center and just being in that environment? Because I know, I mean, we prefer it to Loughborough, don't we? So. Yeah, I think um, originally being in street in Somerset, streets, you know, very, very quiet, um, very small town. So moving to Bath is a bit of a, you know, different vibe. Um, you know, it's kind of best of both worlds, very, very, very historic in the city. And it's, it's a nice place to live. Um, very fortunate to be able to buy a house there and, you know, we have a natural centre there, which is, you know, probably the best in the world. And, you know, we really like it. And I think what we have there is something special. Um, obviously, the coffee shops compared to anywhere in the world is, especially for training-wise, uh, it's a great base to be part of. And it's probably the best in British swimming. Yeah, it's a good restaurant as well. Yeah. There's just a lot to do, I'd say. That's what I always find. There's just always, like, people come to Bath on holiday, don't they? Like, they come to visit the city. There's always tourists there, isn't there? Yeah. Um, one thing I really struggled with when I first moved to Bath was being from Manchester originally, was I found it was really, really quiet. And I'm like, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I've grown to love it. Um, I like going for walks and getting a coffee there. I like relaxing. I like going for the town. Um, but it took me a while to warm to that. I just thought it was not enough going on. Um, but now, kind of, I absolutely love it there. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great golf as well. Good golfing. Um, you know, I play twice a week, uh, obsessively. Yeah, <laughs> you can't beat it. Um, <laughs> so it's having everything on your on your doorstep, which is kind of the perfect base, really. Yeah. Are you are you managing to get down to the rugby at all, uh, at all uh, James? I know a few of your teammates are keen for that, or is is it purely golfing? Uh, I know a few guys who play for the team. We were at school together. Yeah, okay. um, Bristol. No, it was, it's Bath and Bristol. Oh, wow. um, so uh, Josh Bayless plays for Bath. Um, Darren Atkins, I think he still plays there. Um, there was Jonathan Joseph, I think he's still there. Mm-hmm. So these are all Milford lads from school. Oh, nice. Um, who else was there? Sam Nixon was at Bath. Tom Whiteley's at Bristol. Um, Callum Sheedy's at Bristol. Is he at Bristol now? <laughs> so these are all lads in my, my P class from years and years ago. I'm um, a year below in that, so yeah. I'm surprised you didn't end up in the team yourself. <laughs> Mate, honestly, one thing I can't do is bowl sports. Probably part of the, you know, football tennis, but rugby. Maybe one touch. One touch is all right, but rugby and football, just horrendous. There's no point even trying. I was a school goalkeeper for a long time. Nice. Um, I was terrible at that, but that's about it. As long as your one touch is good, that's that's all that matters, that's I think. That's all that matters, really. Yeah, I don't lose bums, which is bad. And um, taking it back a few years, um, I was interested to know what your first memories of each other were. 
Um, because obviously, I guess when Tom's joined the squad, sort of um, obviously a few years later, is there sort of a moment where you first met him or or heard of him and thought, well, this this guy could be, you know, be interested in a bit more, and, and vice versa. Tom, what was the the first kind of thing that you saw or heard about Jimmy? Because obviously, I know he he would have been someone you you looked up to. After you, Joe, I know my answer. Um, <laughs> you know, I, obviously, when you're I think I was probably 22 when I first met you properly. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the European Long Course Championships. And I remember seeing or hearing something you did the European Juniors and you had a really good swim there and you were kind of coming through. Um, and I remember we were doing the four by two. I think you probably got the same answer. Yeah, first. I think we do. Oh, I, think and <laughs> I never heard of him before properly. And Joel was like, oh, we're going to put this Tom Dean on the relay. I went, yeah, no problem. And do you want to take it from there? Yeah, so basically, this is my first season competition, right? Seeing first season competition, Europeans 2018 in Glasgow, wasn't it? And I'd just done European juniors. I'd won the tournament, European juniors. I thought I was done for the season. I got a call up for the senior team. Thought I was going to do a heat swim or something like that. But all of a sudden, I'm in the final of the 4 by 2 at like a home European. So it's quite a big thing. Where, was, where was the senior meet hosted? This was in Glasgow. Yeah. Okay. It was in Glasgow. Summer of 2018, Europeans in Glasgow, and it's four by two final. And I remember I was in the cool room. I was in the final. I got picked for the four, final four boys, which I wasn't expected, in the cool room. And it's like it was me, Jimmy, Callum Jarvis, and Duncan Scott. And I obviously I knew of Callum, but like Jimmy and Duncan were like obviously two really big names in British swimming. Never met Jimmy before. Never met Duncan before. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm in a cool room with these boys. Like I'm about to be on a race with them. All this stuff. And I'd never really spoken to him before, but you know, you watch him on TV and stuff like that as a young swimmer. <laughs> Jim comes over to me and never spoken to me before, and he goes, I'm taking over for you on this relay, so don't f this up. <laughs> I was like, Love that. Okay, okay. We'll see. Yes, yes, the sir. Though, like, the thing is, though, like, it worked, though, didn't it? It, it did it work. Worked. And like, I've always found, like, if you've got a bit of authority yeah. in the team and you say to someone, right, do not go out too hard on this yeah. race. They'll listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it clearly worked. You know, he went past the Russian boy that he was yeah. racing, Isatov. He always used to go out quite hard and die. And he literally went straight past yeah. him. No, I remember. And um, if you say that to someone like, it, it, if, I'm, if I'm with Adam Peaty in, in a medley relay, I say to him, do not go out too hard yeah. here, pal, because I'm coming in from you. Do yeah. not die. Yeah. And you say that to someone before a race, they'll do it. They'll always hop up that little bit more, mm-hmm. that front end. Um, Especially as young lads, that's what I find. Like when we raced four by two at Budapest and some are just gone, you know, we had some young lads on the team yeah. and they're quite inexperienced. So I remember obviously we've done a few four by twos together. Mm. So when you've got a team together, we're about to walk down and you're like, don't go out too hard, have a back end. Yeah. You know, it really like, makes a difference. You know, it, it, it changes how people swim. Yeah. So no, I think it's I think it's like a, a really good bit of advice. And I think when you're a senior member on a team, you need to give the young men a bit of a... It's just trying to help. Like, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, you can get very yeah. excited very, very quickly. You can get a bit too nervous, grant too hard. And I've seen it happen so many times before when people lose, lose races from that. Yeah. Um, you know, you should always race the race and not, like, get your head, you know, keep what keep a, your head screwed on properly and mm-hmm. you know, stick to your process and plan. Otherwise, you can get, very, you can get distracted. People will grant too fast. Nice. And, yeah, it's important you put your swimming for your country behind your back and people are relying on you to do well. Yeah. And if you mess it up, you know, you can let the three boys down. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Those yeah. relays get so excited. Like, you get so much energy. You can go out like a rocket. You feel mint. You've got a rolling start. Yeah. You go out in 23 point. You catch a dart on the, on the back straight. And it happens. So yeah. it's just been smart. Oh, and Tom, was, was the first thing you had in your head when you were diving in? Right, I'll hand over <laughs> to, to James. They don't... <laughs> Honestly, mate, I, was, I do remember that front hundred. I controlled it, and the, the Russian boy went out quick. And I was like, I just need to have a back end. 
and I was able to build the third pitch and just smack the lap back end and then we went on one, didn't we? We won. European yeah. European champion. Yeah. So yeah, keep, I mean that keep was, up the that harsh was, words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was what four and a half, four and a half years ago yeah, now, isn't it? Eighteen, crazy. So yeah. There you go. Yeah, and I was just going to say, it's, you kind of, you hear a lot of, I guess, from the football side of things, like teammates sort of digging each other out, having a proper go at each other. But mm. at the end of the day, it's what, you know, you're saying it to your best mate or your teammate. And actually it's just being able to have that freedom to sort of say that. And, you know, as a more senior athlete, you know, saying like, keep your head on, it's it's perfect. Yeah. And if you and if you, if you can say it to Adam Peter, you can say it to anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. There's that thing on, um, on, the Man, on the Man City Amazon Prime thing ages ago, and it's Fabian Delsing just stick to the basics. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like the two and a three, yeah. you don't want to go out too fast because you will die the last length. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most events, you know, you always want to have your head screwed on, do the basics well, and the time will take care of itself. I, mean, I remember our four by two at the Olympics, the Olympic final in Tokyo, we're going in favourites. You know, we've got the Aussies, you know, the Americans, all these other lads. You know, it's really, really tense. Four of us just chatting about the in between us, having a bit of banter. <laughs> We were literally having a laugh at in between the scenes, Smart. and it was like I walked out with one race before we even walked out. It was like, already over. Really? Like yeah, that. It's just all mind games. Are some are some yeah. teams in there silent? Can you see that? You, you can yeah. see on their faces that they are an Olympic final. Like yeah, you get people terrified. Yeah. We were just so ready, weren't we? After that, yeah. Race, so. It's just it's just being comfortable. You know, you go and do your process, go and do your race, and you know the outcome will take care of itself. Oh, but it was yeah. just you know in, you sometimes think, like take a step back and actually enjoy where you are. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing because you know, these moments don't come around very often. You know, that moment was probably in the courtroom for 15 minutes of yeah. your lifetime. Yeah. And we're, we're enjoying it. It's not in between. It's having a laugh. Went out and won the Olympic gold. You know, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. yeah. No, and then you can, you can chat about in between us with the Olympic golds around your neck as well. So that's all good. Oh, mate. Laughing. Well, we know the cool room's a special place on, on this podcast as well. So we'll come, come mm-hmm. hopefully come back to that later on. Um, guys, I was I was quite keen, keen to play a game of Mr. and Mrs. with you both, um, just Thanks. to kind of see how how well you truly know each other. This is the first time we've done it with guests, so we'll have to it see is, yeah. see how it goes. It so for for the people who don't know about this game, I mean, you probably know better than me, such, but you have to guess what the other person is going to give us their answer, don't you? Okay. So it yeah, it kind of it kind of proves yeah how well you know each other. So the first question we'll go with. So if you both think about what your answer would be. And then okay, we yeah. go to, to Tom to think about what, what Jim said and then and maybe vice versa. So the first question is favorite pool to swim in. So I guess that would be a, a competition pool, whether it's kind of from maybe an event or a memory. But yeah, that, that one pool that sort of sticks out in your head is yeah, that's the place I want to be swimming. Um so there's quite a few that I can but, say for you. But Jim. keep keep these answers to yourself until we go yeah. for the big reveal. Okay. Um right, I think I know. I think I know Jim's answer. Right. What What do you think Jim's yeah. gone with? So I think I think Jim would say Budapest because of the atmosphere. You know what? I didn't have Budapest in my head. Right. That's, I was going to say. That's no Dubai. points. I was going to say Dubai. No way. Yeah. Dubai. Dubai. The Hamdan bin Mohammed bin Sports Complex. What was Hamilton Aquatics? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Middle of the desert. Wow. Yeah. Williams yeah. Island. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh Cloud wow. Have like, you raced there? Welcome. World Cups, World Juniors. World yeah. Juniors in 2013. There you go then. Is it you just know, is it just because that, that pool in itself is just so different or is it quick or is it I, I think for me it was more of a learning it was a it was a learning curve and I did the so it was our it was our World Juniors there and this was 2013, so I was 17 at the time. And it's about I, there was a guy there called Matt Horton who was an Aussie swimmer. And this mm-hmm. was about not doing my own thing and watching somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
and I did the world champs uh, for the senior team the month before and I came fifth in the 400 and I thought I'm gonna go there and win this and I didn't do my own process and all I did was watch him warm up just go up and down just watch him do his stroke watch him do his pace I'm thinking I'm not focused on myself here looking back and yeah that's one thing that kind of really stuck to me was that do your own thing and don't look at anybody else yeah. um I was so distracted by what he was doing I had no race plan for any of my races mm -hmm. took it out way too hard um you know I, I got second in both my in the both the 200 and 400 when my time and pbs were way faster than his and it kind of you know it was, it was a massive learning curve for me it was like just do what you need to do and don't look at anybody else because you know it's it, it was so easily distracted um mm -hmm. it was a big learning curve for me yeah but Dubai, yeah, and it's in the desert quite cool cheers <laughs> i think so actually yeah. this this yeah. isn't the one that around the f1 track is it no no no, no. Yaz Marina, because that's Abu Dhabi, so I'm in the short. Right. And Jim, what do you reckon Tom's thinking of? Oh, it's got to be Tokyo, sure. I was going to say Tokyo. Yeah, I was going to say Tokyo. Tokyo. Was, I was going to say, like, um, London would be cool. London. Because I. <laughs> <laughs> Not London, cock. <laughs> 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 yeah. Westfield, mate. The pool that looks like a whale. <laughs> yeah, it's probably got to be Tokyo, hasn't it? Just because, even though there wasn't a crowd, I'd love to go back there when there was a crowd, but obviously just because what happened yeah, there. Yeah, it's the um, best memories of your life, isn't it? Yeah, it was either yeah. Tokyo or the Magnet made then. So, R.I.P. the Magnet. But, yeah, no, right, no, no, Nice answer. That's, that's, that's one nil to, to Jim. Um, so, second yeah. question. Um, this one could be slightly controversial. Best teammate on camp and why? And you can't say each other. I know your answer. <laughs> All right. Yours is, yours is John. John Adams, surely. Oh, sorry. You mean on camp here? Um, what do you reckon? Do on we go on here? here? Yeah, on here. Yes, yeah, here, here. Uh, oh, who's mine going to be? Um, yeah, I'd probably say it was John. Oh, no, I'm uh, probably going to go Shred, you know? Yeah, I was going to say Shred. I was going to say Shred. I, I was going to say John, Shred or Canberra. Or Canberra. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the boys. Yeah. Wait, so who? Yeah. So Jim got a point. No. No, I get a point. You, so you get a point. point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Tom, who's, who's your favourite? Probably, probably, probably Shred. Yeah, we get on really well. Yeah. I get with all the boys like, really yeah, well. Yeah, you do. You but, um, yeah. Well, Shred and I are going to next year, aren't we? Yeah. So, wow. wow. Big moves. Big moves. See? Right, thir third question. Dream holiday location. Um, yes, I guess it can be where you've been or where you want to go, but that, that one place that you've got a real yearning yeah. for to get to. Okay. I think Jim's will be uh, Mykonos. No, really, no, Dubai. no, pay. no, <laughs> uh, oh, tenth time in Europe. Europe, in Europe, yeah, and it is in Spain. No, is Greece. it Amalfi Coast? Is it Amalfi Coast? No, in Italy, oh. in Italy, is it Italy? Yeah, Lake Como, Lake Como, Lake Como, shout out, Lake Como. I would love to go there. I'm we like, literally talking about that, yeah, Lake Como. Um, oh, where's Green. I don't know, really. I reckon it's yeah. got to be somewhere in Croatia. Croatia is good. Split. Split. Havar. <laughs> <laughs> Havar. Um, is it in Europe? Yeah, probably. Just thinking of the places I've gone. Places yeah. I have the best holidays. Amalfi Coast. Amalfi Coast, probably, yeah. yeah. Probably the Amalfi Coast. Yes, that was. Yeah, yeah. That's another point for Jim. Right. So that'll be, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be, Good Port stuff. Port Venus. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of fancy cars driving around there. And talking of fancy cars, what are uh, both of your car, like your car of choice? 
like your, 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 your favorite car as in dream car yeah i think so okay I'm okay yours. um hang on um what do i want most right now yeah so at the moment the score is <laughs> okay one two <laughs> on so Jimmy. but so, i need one i need one right yours yeah lamborghini is no oh no 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 f-type no <laughs> no. No. F-type's just general chat. It's not the dream car, is it? No. Dream um, car. Dream car. It's got to be a That's Aston, Aston be Martin. Aston. Oh, oh, DBS. Vanquish. Vanquish. Yes. It, it is in, a Vanquish. Okay. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't have that in my head, but it's on the list. I, was, I would have said 911 Turbo S. Okay. I was saw one yesterday. Wow. Um, what colour? Probably black or that okay. like green, like a dark green. Mm, that's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, very classic, very understated, but faster than anything. Mm. Um, I, I'd say for you, C63S. I, I want, yeah, I want one. I, yeah. want one I was going to say C63S. Yeah. But then the Vanquish S, I started looking at them and on all three trainers every night. Super price has gone down at all. It's gonna be one of them, yeah. Yeah, fair play. Nice. All right, and final question. Uh, what's your biggest phobia? Sharks. Uh, quite topical. Is it, is it, have you seen any sharks on the bay where you are? In Dolphins. A, yeah, I would say I would say my my only phobia. I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. Not afraid yeah. of any, any animal. It's more about probably being in the sea, mm. not seeing the bottom, and like yeah, that's, that's the one fair. thing I don't like. Mm. Seeing, not, I would never go in the sea far out. It really scares me. That's the free bomb like fishing. Have you have um, you ever done anything open water, James? Or is it just pool based? Uh, always pool based. I did like a little thing with um USC. When I went to holiday uh, in 2018 actually after the Europeans to um LA for I think about 10 days. And I trained with the USC college guys and it's like a beach swim. Mm. And it's a swim like um, peer to peer in the open water, yeah. that was quite cool, but I didn't really like it. But that's yeah, yeah, it's not up and down, but not really a fan, mate. It's not my thing at all. Just don't yeah. see it enjoyable. No, yeah, I'd say your phobia is you told me before when you you have a dream, sometimes. yeah, I knew you were going to say, yeah, <laughs> like, it's a dream, and you can't swim a two and a three size, not million. No, I have a recurring dream, right? I'm on like the back end of a two three. And I can't, and I move miles, I'm not going anywhere, and everyone's catching me up. That's my big <laughs> sad man. <laughs> I think, to be fair, yeah, I, I think we've all had something like that. It's just yeah. funny how it's so specific. I know, and it's the, it's the only it's the only recurring dream I have. Yeah, so, do you know what? Mine is mine is A levels, and like, I, if I'm in an A level dream, I keep thinking that I have to still sit those exams, and like, I get oh, it quite yeah. regularly. That's my two and three star dream. I checked out after probably six months into sixth form. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I was done. No like, level dreams. No level dreams. Just thought I'm never gonna be a doctor. So there's That's no fair. point even trying. That's That's so fair. Just just focus yeah. on what you know. No, yeah. thank you for thank you for that. And um I'm trying to James got four four points there, four out of yeah. five. So yeah. Tom, to be honest, you need to listen to your teammate, your mate more in these conversations. And um, Vanquish S. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sweet. Right, let, let's move it on. Um, something that you both uh, have in common is um, you both like seem really close with your family and your family seem like a big part of your life in terms of, I guess, outside of swimming and, and, and inside the pool. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about why that is and, you know, the, the strength you gain from having that, that, um, that your family involved? I think 
I've always been, we've always put family first and whenever we've done anything, we always said it, we, we go on it as a journey. And what we've done for my swimming across the years, we, we obviously were, I was born and raised in Manchester. Um, and my mum would drive me to 17, 18 miles to the pool every morning at five o'clock. And it was a massive commitment. And then when my dad moved to the Southwest of England, um, I moved to Millfield. I didn't, I didn't like boarding there. So my parents sold the house up north, moved to Somerset for me. And they were there for 10 years for my swimming career. Mm-hmm. So they kind of put all the eggs into one basket. Um, but it kind of, I've never forgot my roots. And I think, you know, the, the, the best guys in the world or best athletes in the world, I've got, always got someone around them that's a family member mm-hmm. that's really kind of supportive. Um, you know, Michael helps his mum, Serena Williams, the dad. Um, there's always one, I always found like one member of the family who's on it, who, you know, yeah. kind of push you, but, but be there for you and keep you kind of grounded. And having my obviously brother is kind of, he's got onto it a lot more now, but my, my old man was, he was ex-military as well. So he's kind of very, you know, very military style at home, but, but it worked. And yeah. he would push me as a kid. But then when I got to kind of 15, 16, he kind of backed up and said, I can't do it for you anymore. It's just down to you. Um, but I always, like when I would compete or, you know, go away traveling, I'd always ring my grandma, my granddad, and they're a big part of my life. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the way I've always been. And then the day we're only swimming, but you know, you know family's really, really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll ring them out here probably every every few days. Well, even your dad, like when my when I started making teams, yeah. my mum was trying to figure out how to go to these competitions yeah. and like book accommodation. Andy Guy's like so helpful when it came to all that stuff. Like he's got a real presence in the swimming world and a lot of people, you know, like showed my mum how to, you know, book tickets and book accommodation. It really, really like, yeah. helped her and stuff. So He's been a real help with even with like my family and stuff. And obviously I chat to Luke Guy and yeah. loads as well. Like we we message all the time and stuff. And yeah, so like it's great to have that support network. Yeah. And I think like even now coming home every single day to my girlfriend of six years, got a little dog, and it's coming home. It's like when your personal life's really happy and you've got good people around you, they lift you up. Yeah. Um, and also like when people are better than you, you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So coming home every day to you know to a happy home makes me happy makes my work life even happier yeah um you know where if you're coming home to no one and you haven't got family around you and it's a very kind of secluded world and it's quiet it makes it a lot harder um and it's a journey you don't want to go down on your own you need people around Mm you so in that sense i think we're kind of very very similar you've got a big family so i think it's a bit of pressure on swimming as well because even if you take swimming out crazy family's still there exactly you know but if it's like just swimming you haven't got a support network then it's like that's your life isn't it and it's it's too much for me it's it's something that i wouldn't want to do like we were saying before you know being out here for let's say you know we're doing four weeks and four weeks is more than enough yeah um eight or nine i can't do that i said yeah i'm done before um i want to go home see my dog and see my girl see mum and dad my brother yeah um i mean my home routine again because that's the way I'm a person. If that doesn't mean I'm going to win, or not, or you know, not go point one faster, then I don't really yeah. mind. But maybe you'll get that that point one back. You know, spending time with your family, sticking to your routine, getting that extra strength and, and stuff you gain from from that side of things as well. Of course, it is. I think just in the day, it's just being happy, and I think having that family around you, support net, support network, keeps you one really grounded, keeps you realistic, mm. and it's going to make you happy at the end of the day. And that's why yeah. I think I am where I am now. No, no. So, no, I have to agree with you there, mate. Absolutely. I think it's really, really important. Um, yeah, I found it as do bigger and bigger competitions and the pressure and all that stuff yeah. is more just bring you right back down to earth. Of course it does. Um, yeah, I've so, got, I've so got so to I, say, sorry, Tom, just coming there, uh, James, your, your dad looks unreal in a gilet, by the way. Like his his, his poolside <laughs> attire is something else. He's quite a presence. 
he is a presence. Big yeah. golfer as well. Big golfer. Big, Big golfer. golfer. I, I actually nearly got in the I had a, a bit of a sticky moment at the commies. Um I can't I think yeah. it was I think it was the last night because I, I had a ticket with my mate to come and watch, but one of our tickets was like in the nice seats or like a good view, yeah. and one was like in the clouds. So we were oh, like, man. right, let's let's gamble on like trying to find one both together. So yeah. as you as you sometimes do, we we were sat down there and like just hoping that no one would come in our seats. And a couple of people came in, we moved about. And then with about five minutes to go, like I see, I see your like your gang walk in, like your mum, your dad, your girlfriend, your brother. And I'm like, oh no, we're sat in Andy Guy's seat. And I was like, said to my mate, who, who like didn't know, I was like, get out. <laughs> and then your dad came over, like, just just warm your seat for you, enjoy the race, we'll see you in a bit. Yeah, oh, no, that class. was quite funny. We were sat in the, the one seat you would want to be sat in was that one, but that was all good fun. Oh, good stuff. Um, so moving it back onto swimming a little bit, we were speaking about this earlier. Yeah. Just kind of two questions, two like opposing questions. Mm -hmm. The first one was like highlight of your career. Yeah. And obviously, you know, won a lot of medals and stuff like that. But you were saying, I remember we were chatting with Walker Paul the other day, you got to race Michael Phelps on his last ever swim. Yeah. And I remember watching this, like, I was 16 years old, Rio 16 Olympics, and yeah. I was up like, in the middle of the night watching this race and Phelps dived in for the fly leg, you dived in next to him, you're going head to head, and there's a great shot of him underwater looking up at you, yeah. and like, you know, you, you have a really, really great race together. Mm. And I remember you saying that's something that's really going to stick with you. Yeah. Would you say that's a highlight, or does anything else really jump out? Um, I think as the racing side of things, probably racing him was really cool. Mm. I remember my old man saying to me, because my parents were there, and you know, like, you have the... the uh, the hairs on your neck kind of spike up a little mm. bit and you can feel it. I remember my dad was saying to me, he said, when he saw Phelps walk out for that last race, he felt him come up. Mm. Um, and obviously watching, watching you know, his boy swim against the greatest swimmer of all time in his last ever race head to head. Mm. He's got, I don't know how many videos, like reviews on YouTube or he watches. Um, See, so that, that was really, really cool to do that. I was saying before, it's like boxing Muhammad Ali, right? It's the greatest it's boxing ever. Um, so that's quite cool. And... Yeah, I think that probably was a really standout moment because it, it was a massive learning curve. Um, and the second one was probably winning the Worlds in 2015. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was kind of came out of nowhere. My goal for that meet was to try and medal in the 400 and make the final in the 200. And obviously Sun Yang was there, who was a renowned drug cheat at the time. And in that like lineup, it was like, you know, Sun Yang, who's probably one of the greatest freestylers, mm -hmm. but obviously we've done the drugs. Ryan Lochte, who was the second probably greatest at something we had at the time. Yeah. The, current, the current world record holder was yeah, in Beaneman there. Was in there Beaneman it? was in there. Um, Cam was, McAvoy. Did you have part two one? No, he wasn't. He didn't make it. He didn't. He didn't make it back. Yeah, was in the final. Yeah. Um, Chad DeClo, obviously beat Michael yeah. Phelps, the big, he was in there. And to go in there and, and to win that was just something I'd never thought I'd do. And I remember turning around and seeing guy one and I thought, imagine if I remember thinking before in the semi-final, imagine if I won that tomorrow night. Because yeah. uh, I had no yeah. pressure on me. And it was just like, it, was, it came out of nowhere. And I remember looking around and seeing the, the, the board, sat in the lineup and, just, and I said to myself, the air is crisp. That's what I said to myself. Um, to them two are probably oh, the biggest highlights of my career. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if Tom had swum against Phelps, he'd never shut up about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Every conversation, mate, I'm starting with that. Um, have, you, have you seen this YouTube video? <laughs> well, I say like it was weird because on one of the races it was the four by two hundred, and he he just done the two hundred fly, and um, it's the four four by two. It was on day three, the 
always a bit early at the mm-hmm. Olympics. Mm-hmm. And we were sat down. I was the last leg. I always used to go last in the relay, the ankle leg, and he was the same. And, he, and him putting his cap on and his cap split. And he was like, shit, what do I do? And he said, Diddy. So Connor Dwyer, also known as Diddy, another freestyler who got the bronze in the 200, was like, I need to borrow your cap. Mm-hmm. And they can it's thrown off here. Um, and I do believe, I think if I was next to him, I would have got him because oh. I, it wasn't Japan, wouldn't you? Turn it down Japan. So we were fourth at the time. It was like USA, Russia, Japan, and we were fourth. And I've got us back to second, but the gap was because America was so far ahead, the gap was so big, you're never going to pull them back. But if I knew if I had dived in with them, yeah. I had the fastest split in the field. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Split. Easy I mean, four or five, something like that. Jeez. And, um, <laughs> I think if we were next, because he was Phelps like 45-7. No. Um, so I do believe if I, if I was next to him, I would have got him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Oh, fair enough. Well, mate, there, there's some brilliant highlights. Um, and yeah, what a memory that Kazan win must have been. 2015. Um, 2015? Yeah, yeah 15. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to kind of flip it the other way yeah. and ask a slightly opposing question mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, speak as much or as little on this topic as you want to, of course. Yeah. Um, Something that really stands out to me is you made a real big sacrifice yeah. for Team GB at the Olympic Games yeah. in Tokyo. And I don't think many people quite understand it or, or yeah. are quite aware of it because all they see is us being Olympic champions in the four by two. Yeah. But not many people know that you sacrificed an individual swim on a hundred fly yeah. for that relay spot. Yeah. And obviously we're all immensely grateful. You know, it changed my life being a double Olympic champion and yeah. allowing us to go on and win that four by two. But obviously you were in great shape as well. And I know yeah. you would have done a cracking 100 fly and it's like, you know, you've had to really wrap your head around that. Yeah. What was that process? What was it like being told that? How did you overcome that? Yeah. And, you know, where, how did you get to a place now where you're, you're content with that? Um, I think at the time I was a bit like a bit shaken by things because I honestly, I honestly do believe I would have got the bronze. Um, and I think, you know, bless him, the Swiss lad, he does know that, that I pulled out. Um, but when it happened, I was like, you know what, well, it is what it is. Um, and when they were saying it as, why would you risk, you know, potentially getting, trying to fight for a bronze where you could go and win the gold? Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I look at it like that, I was like, right, okay. I can understand yeah. that at the time. Um, but when it happened further down the line, and obviously we did win the gold, you know, two golds and a silver, which was great. Yeah. Um, but when it happened further, further down the line about it, it used to really upset me and really hurt me only because it was taken away from me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Things are meant to happen. What will meant to be will be. Um, and that's just part of life. Um, you know, things come and go, but what's meant for you will not pass you by. And I've always believed that. And that's with anything. So, you know, sometimes you expect things to happen and they don't. So what, when I look at it now, I've come to terms with it, but it was a big demon I had for a long time. I could never get my head around it. And it used to upset me quite a bit. And I used to talk to my psychologist about this, thinking like, how can I move on from this? Where I'm like, you know what, it is what it is. It's done now. And everything always happens for a reason. And I've always believed that. So that's one thing that I've kind of looked back and think, actually, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself for sacrificing that event for the team. You know, I did a big thing. It's a big ass. But in the, the day, I'm proud of that, what I did. Um, but yeah, at the time, I was, obviously, we won the gold in the four by two. So I was a bit shaken by things. Yeah. Um, but it paid off. And we did win the kind of the gold in the mixed medley. Because and a world record. And a world record. Because um, the Chinese boy as well, he put out the individual hundred back too, and okay. he was probably medal favourite too as well. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So he he did the same thing as me because they thought they could win. And obviously, we beat them, but they had the same idea. We could yeah. win the gold. Loud kind of jeopardise that because at the time, you know, I'd, I'd asked him, I did all the bendy, 
well, the, the heat of the relays because our second flyer just wasn't on point that event, that, that, that meet. Yeah. And the British thing will take no risks in anything that will do. No risk so there's no risk at all. So if you're even not on chance of getting near your PB or on a decent time, they will not put you in. Oh, really? um, they can't risk that at all. So where now I think things are a little bit different, hopefully down the line, you know, I can individual spot again. It's, it's so interesting to hear that from a, an outside perspective, because I think one thing with there being more relays and becoming more prominent, that's great. But then you don't think about how that could affect someone individually, because I guess if we're going to have stacked relay teams, you get the, I guess the bosses are going, right, we, we've got great chances here. But then suddenly, for like an individual who's got a cracking chance at some medals, then they're, they're being sacrificed. And I, also, it's interesting you say, James, about how when you're on the, the podium, obviously but off the back of the gold on the relay, but it you still have that mix of emotion. But and I don't think people would yeah. see that or realize that that actually all we yeah. see is like four people are absolutely loving life. But actually, you know, it's interesting that you know you have actually had to make a quite a, a serious sacrifice for that. Yeah. It, it, at the time, like and one thing I found as you get older as well, there's no point in a race. And let's say you've got like a you know a relay event coming up, you understand this, mm. and you've got an, an individual race as well and the relay can win mm. and you know you're probably going to come seventh or eighth in the final yeah. there's no point in doing it yeah why would you want to why would you want that's to understandable risk? isn't it waste the energy doing that like like this year for example the return of fly this year's an off year doesn't really mean mean much in the grand scheme of things sorry 2022 and i had added the turn of fly because i wanted to give it a go yeah. but long term i know that i'm not going to win that event or be middle contention because mm-hmm. one i'm not fast enough and two my best chance of a medal spot is the hundred fly um and then obviously relays as well, it adds up a lot of races. Yeah. Um, and long term, you've got to look at your event schedule and think, actually, what can we win and where can we go? Um, so there's no point doing a race where you can affect three lads or you know the mixed medley team because you're entirely individual and you've come seventh. There's no point trying to waste energy. Yeah. Um, I think you'd agree. Yeah, no, 100%. Mate. You've got to really look at the bigger picture. I of course think, you do. You know, and... and what people forget sometimes is when you have an individual, yeah. that's not one more swim, that's three swims. Yeah. You know, heat swim, and they all take stuff out of you, they all drain mm. you. And part of it for the four by two, our whole motto is for the boys, you know, yeah. for, for the boys, for Team GB, and we're yeah. just going to go out in there and smack it. And yeah. Why not? All the lads are obviously grateful for the sacrifice you made. And, mm. um, but it's interesting to hear both sides of the, both sides of the story. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads me on to my last, I think the last proper question, yeah. um, which is just about our kind of mutual. Um, colleague which is dave obviously i've been with dave literally just about 12 months longer than you have but we've been on a real journey obviously all the way to the olympics yeah worlds and commonwealth and everything in between it but you made that shift in 2019 yeah over to dave's squad um which is a really big decision to make obviously um, at that point in your career and and, and changing the philosophy and stuff like saying that the same town uh same national center in the same place but changing coach um i mean i think it was probably one of the best things you've done for your career. I don't know how yeah. it's changed your, your career and your outlook on the sport. Yeah, I think um, one thing I needed with Dave was, and obviously being at Bath was just a different kind of perspective and fresh air of a coach. I was with Joel since that from well, 12 till about well, 23, so it's a long time. Um, and I needed, I needed, I know I needed a change just because doing the same thing all the time can get kind of quite repetitive, not in a, in a negative way, but just someone saying to me, doing something a bit different, and obviously moving to Dave was a big call, um, but I was, I knew it was the right thing to do, just go, going forward in my career. Um, and one thing I've got massive respect for with Dave is that he's done everything with fit, uh, male, female, sprint, distance, different strokes. So he has the experience of, you know, 
doing guys who are doing all the events, different everything. So that gives me confidence in the coaches that he knows what he's doing down the line. If it's you know anything, yeah, you know, he had, he's done all the stroke, which is kind of pretty impressive. Um, so obviously moving to him was a big call, but I was ready for a change. And and I think the way we are now, he's you know I'm a senior athlete. I'm twenty I'm twenty seven, which is kind of quite normal I'd say I think the life, mm-hmm. the life of a swimmer has got older mm-hmm. uh, especially with Santos who's you know yeah. 42 whatever yeah. he is um you got you got decades left mate <laughs> exactly you know um but I think being with Dave now it's great we're always having a laugh on poolside and it makes things enjoyable yeah. the last thing you want to do is come on poolside you've got a coach who's a bit dull a bit quiet you can't get anything out of him it just doesn't make the yeah. whole journey fun yeah. um well like over the Olympic year from the trials onwards it, everything was so enjoyable. It was a real laugh. We were trained so well. It was just yeah. up and down, whatever in it. And it was always fun to do, um, going head to head. And it just made it like, like a real good moment. And we said the journey of getting to that is way better than winning it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of Olympic journey you go on is you know, it's really special. And that's one thing I didn't quite do, I think, in Rio, is that because I've won the Worlds the year before, it was kind of like, oh, I can just do it again. Well, yeah. I actually you know you go up another gear yeah. for Olympic year. Um, mm-hmm. I think we definitely, we definitely did that with oh, Dave, yeah. and I think it was really good. And- yeah, and he always talks about the journey, doesn't he? And he's taking yeah. us on the journey. It's like every single day in training, he takes you on this journey to yeah. the trials, and then he takes you to the major, yeah. and he stays the same yeah. in the arenas. Like, he just like, comes alive, doesn't he? And yeah. Spaces. It's uh, only so at home, isn't it? Yeah, it's just nothing changes with him. And yeah. I think even at the big meets, he's still, you know, chatting away and being normal and having a laugh and yeah. that's the way it should be um, rather than being you know hugged up and quiet in the yeah. corner he isn't about that he said why should you change do what you do every single day even though you're racing you shouldn't change who you are yeah. and that's, yeah. I think that's one thing I like with David that he'll never change like yeah. that 100% and it, yeah it must make you all so much more comfortable at these, at these big meets and, and big moments yeah I think that's you know that's why we do it every, every day is, you know we train for that kind of two minutes of racing yeah. you know three times a year um, and obviously when you go down for the big one and, you, and your coach is still pinching you or having a laugh with you, that's yeah. what you do every day anyway. Why, why should it change? He's still having a laugh at, in like, before the Olympic final, like he's cracking jokes yeah. and stuff, like some pretty questionable jokes. Yeah. Like, it's, like good, it's good banter, isn't it? And it's yeah. like, if your coach is confident, yeah. you're all going to be confident. Of course you are. Yeah. You know? it, it makes things so much easier and the process so much more fun. Yeah. Um, good man manager, so like, yeah. manage the whole team and stuff and... Yeah. yeah, it's maybe something other people can can learn from. And just before we move away from Dave, could uh, Jimmy, could you describe him in three words? Describe Dave in three words. Yeah, is that possible? Um, he'll, he'll watch this. Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> listen, he's listening what, right now. What do, what do you think he's doing while he's listening? Oh, I don't know. And, um, <laughs> I would say, oh, yeah, probably. Stephen, he's Stephen says, yeah. Three words: uh, enthusiastic. Yes. I would say, yeah, enthusiastic, um, caring, mm-hmm. and what's the word for like going to push you? Driven. Driven. Yeah. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd very, very, very strong yeah. combo. I thought maybe you can see. See, you like that. You will love you like that. that. <laughs> right, we get an easy session now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be buzzing. And uh, James, kind of moving on to, I think it's probably up, well, this is our last question for the call room. Obviously, there is a life outside of swimming, as, as you've touched on. I see like you're doing really interesting stuff if it's with your sponsorship work with Finnis and um, uh, JG events and some of your swim swim clinics. And I saw you, yeah. uh, oh, you're Knight Frank uh, a little while ago. Um, yeah. What, what's kind of going on outside the pool? And one day are we going to see this as the CEO of one of these big corporate companies? Imagine, Frank, yeah. 
private apartment. Um, <laughs> so I think well, the first thing is I do a lot of like um, swim camps. So we've gone kind of down the route of going to private clubs of the day and, you know, giving them the, the guy family experience, what we've been through as a family to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and dad have been through my brother. And one thing you don't understand is that like, you know, my brother obviously is, is, is he your year? I think he's four years below. So, so he's yeah. 23 yeah, yeah, year this year. Um, so when I was younger going to the meets, he was always there, you know, yeah. all the meets, the counties, regionals, he was always there just watching in the crowd uh, with the, the mum and dad. So he's been on the journey with me and kind of done that. And it always gives, it, gives his perspective of what it's been like being the younger brother and kind of in, in a rude way, you know, in the shadow. And it, it was, and he, and, he knew, and he knows that. Um, so for a long time, it, it was very hard for him to, to try and find his path rather than being James Guy's brother. You know, this is, this is Luke, James's brother, rather than going, this is James's brother. You know, yeah. that's what we kind of said. Um, but, you know, even like my dad speaking to parents, talking about what he's been like, and he was the keenest parent of them all years and years ago. He had the stopwatch, the pen board, and he was, it was horrendous. But it's the learning curve. With you. And, yeah, it looked like that's <laughs> what it was like. But, you know, we, we've been through that as a family. So we do that on the, on the swim camps. Um, I get in the pool, I talk to them about strokes and trying to change things and just basically make, try and make them go faster. That's my goal for the end of the day um, and a bit of inspiration. So that's the JG event camps. Um, the other thing is that I like, you know, we can't swim forever. Um, and some people forget that. They, they're training every single day and they have nothing lined up for after swimming. Um, you know, for example, I think probably maybe three or four of us have got something lined up yeah. that they could go into long-term after swimming. And people kind of will finish and go, uh, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, they've got nothing behind them. They've got no work experience. And, you know, they're going to go work in Tesco. I mean, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing like, you haven't planned ahead of what you want to do. So, you know, I started doing this after Tokyo. And I was like, I want to get into Night Frank. Um, I knew a guy who used to work there years ago when I was at my Millfield days. Mm-hmm. And he said, Come, he said, you know, I went to meet him in the office and I was blown away by it all. And I did work experience in Bath for four weeks after the games. And I did two weeks in Knightsbridge in the summer. Just to okay. kind of compare the two, obviously. And they're, they're worlds apart. I mean, met the full team, uh, head office in Baker Street. And it's some, something that I really want to do when I retire. Um, they want to sponsor me, which is great as well. Um, caps got out. caps coming out. Yeah, JG oh, event caps in Night Frank. Oh, caps I love that. Yeah, I'll go Send a couple over to Maidenhead. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's just having something prepared for when you've finished swimming. And I think at one point, you know, I was like, what do I do? And, I, you know, I've always loved property, um, the selling side of things. And it's, it's a social skill. It's talking to people. You know, you love, you love doing that, yeah. just being with people, talking. Um, like, for example, downstairs, I was chatting to a lady who lives here who's got a dog, like, the same as mine at home, um, called Cottontail, and she's here, you know, full-time. But I, I really enjoy that, of that kind of just talking and meeting people. Yeah. And I remember my old man saying to me, he said, who would you rather kind of buy a property from? You know, Dick and Don from down the road or the James Guy MB, Olympic gold medalist. And it's a different perspective. Um, and when people see that you've worked for so long in sport, so, like, you know, 15 years of being up at 10 past five, swimming, gymming, swimming for a long time to a high level, that level of commitment. You know, the work life, they say, is quite easy because of what we've been yeah. through every single day physically. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I'm really looking forward to is kind of that next stage of life. I think so. you, and, and you and your dad, Andy, are quite similar. Like, yeah. can chat to anyone, you know, like, can yeah. sell stuff, like, you know, get on the loads of people. I think I think quite similar in that respect. Yeah. That's why he's done, he's done really well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, well. he's kind of, you know, he was an electrical wholesaler's years and years ago, worked his way up, now he's the MD of a, a really good business. Um, but one thing he's good at is talking to people, getting people motivated and 
yeah, the numbers speak for themselves and the business he's, he's changed it around and i think that's where i kind of get that drive from it's probably mm. him um and the calmness is from my mum. yeah love it no no frank would be a breeze for you mate <laughs> you'll have your feet up on the desk like you would be there at six o'clock in the morning waiting for it but like i've already done 10 yeah. Game call yeah um mate and last little bit before yeah. we wrap up to move on over slightly but we always do things called the call room okay the last little question we've done with all the guests we've had on yeah and basically if you're in the call room yeah. about to walk out for a big competition or um you know a big major lifetime whatever mm. it is the two questions what have you got playing in your earphones yeah and what bit of advice would you give to yourself in that situation? Um, I've for, always found for me, go on, you say I was just going to say for a bit of flavour, uh, some of the yeah. artists and tracks we've had, we've had a bit of Fred again, Kendrick Lamar, Megan the Stallion, um, bits of advice. Who? Freya. Never heard of them. Keeping it chilled, make sure you enjoy it. So that kind of thing. Um, I always, I've always said when I'm the most relaxed is when I swim best. So... I used to have, when I was younger, Craig David a lot on my iPhone. Um, Craig David and the song was Rendezvous. And it was like a very mellow music, very relaxed, but also kind of get me fired up in a calm way. Um, that'd be the song of music of choice. I remember when you said, I was like, oh mate, when you went your 143 split, you know, yeah. four by two hundred, you know, you must be listening to some like, heavy rap or something, like drum and bass, mm. and you're like, Mary J. Blige. Mary, it? It's Mary J. Blige. <laughs> it's just like, oh, got to be Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Like calm R and bass. That's one thing I like is I don't need to get fired up and you know rah with the music. Just be calm and just do your process. Um, and the one thing I'd say to myself is, you know, before walking out, he said, just do your race plan. Yeah. You know, do your race plan and get it done. We're not saving lives. We're not, you know, we're not brain surgeons or heart surgeons. We're in a pool. We're going to do two lengths or four lengths, whatever it may be. And it's only swimming. It's not life or death. That's the way you got to look at it because um, people overthink things they can yeah. take things way too deep um realistically you've got to do a race plan and that's it it's done it's over in a minute um so don't overthink things race plan and mary j blythe and you're you're, you're all set <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely mate well pal thank you very much for coming on oh thank you really yeah. really, really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it, it. Yeah, nice thanks, well. like it as well. yeah cheers papa <laughs> fingers crossed no thank you so much and um yeah hopefully hopefully get out for a game of golf soon Let's do it, pal. Yeah, she had a drive, mate. Yeah. Sweet. Yes, <laughs> mate. Hello, everyone. Alex here. We hope you enjoyed that episode, and we can't thank James enough uh, for giving up his time to come on the podcast. So uh, a massive thanks to him um, and another great guest for us. Um, rounding off uh, season three now, which is really exciting, um, and we're hoping for a last um, big episode next week. Um, so if you've got any thing to add to the episode any questions any queries any stories about anything we've discussed um do send them in uh to our instagram at the weekly freestyle or send us an email the weekly freestyle at outlook.com thanks guys have a good week